Hello, I'm Michael O'Connell, host of It's All Journalism. I just got back from vacation, and I hope that you're having a fun summer as well. Before I start this week's podcast, I wanted to invite you to sign up for the It's All Journalism newsletter. It's a weekly email that has all of the latest news about our podcast. We've got a number of exciting projects in the works, and if you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll get all the details first. So go to itsalljournalism.com to subscribe. One of the things I like to do from time to time on It's All Journalism is highlight other podcasters who are doing something unique and different. That's certainly the case with today's guests, a group of eighth graders from Bronx Prep Middle School in New York, who are creators of Shh Periods, the winner of the first ever NPR Student Podcast Challenge. Welcome to the podcast, girls. Hi, thanks for having us. Okay, so first of all, we've got a full house here. Can everybody introduce themselves one by one? Hi, my name is Casey Abad. My name is Rachel Fernandez. My name is Catalina Estatuja. My name is Jasmine Acosta. My name is Carolina Abreu. My name is Lucy Encarnacion. And I'm Ashley Amontes. And I'm Shataz Hawk, the teacher. Okay, so yeah, Shataz is, is the, the girls' English teacher who helped them with this project. Uh, welcome to the podcast as well, Shataz. So to start off with, whose idea was it to do a podcast? So we, I had seen on NPR this ad that had gone out for a student podcast challenge, and this was early in January, and I had only taught two of the seven girls that are here right now. So I went and I spoke to them, and then between January and March, our little group, we had two people to start off, and then one day, Razel came into my room yelling about periods. Razel, you want to tell us about how that happened? I came running into the room talking about how it was really difficult for me to get a pad today. Well, not today, but the day of. It was a really uncomfortable situation that we had to go through. And then Ms. Hawk suggested that we just make the podcast about periods. Okay. So how did you all feel about that? Well, first of all, let me ask you this. Were any of you really familiar with podcasts? Did you listen to them before? I, well, me and Sister Gatsby, the other girls too, we didn't know what a podcast was. I didn't know what a podcast was. I've never listened to a podcast before. So it was a learning experience. We had to learn what it was and how to do everything. Did you think it was weird that you're going to do a podcast, you're going to talk about uh, periods? Or was it just something that was really kind of interesting to you that it was something you always kind of talked about? Well, for us, it was something that we already talked among, amongst each other about it naturally. But we realized that it was something that other people didn't do. Like if you brought it up in a conversation with other people, they would be like, why are you talking about that? So it was an interesting topic for us to like talk about, but we already were able to do that with each other. We just wanted to spread it out to the... To the masses. So to bring your message out to other people. Well, I think the first thing we wanted to do was see if we could even make a podcast because like Kathleen said, we had never done that before. So we had to download the software. We had to get a mic. We tried recording. We were tried writing a script. Like Casey, remember when we first tried recording a script? How did that go? <laughs> do you remember? It was crazy. We were just trying to get ideas down. And then we just came up with the idea, we just stay what's on our mind because that, that's more natural. And we don't have to remember it. We just speak from the heart, which is like passion, which is also really good. Okay. So you investigated a little bit about what a podcast was and how to record and edit. And, you know, you figured out what your kind of your theme was. 
tell me about the process of actually recording the episode. You know, how did that work out? Well, we used to come every single week. I, I was Thursday. Every, every Thursday. Every Thursday. And we would just talk about periods at first. It was kind of like we didn't know what to say at first. We were just like scripting it on the projector and we will just like read off of it. And it used to sound so awkward. And then one day Miss Hawk was just like, you know what, let's just have a natural conversation. And so every single Thursday we'll just come and talk about periods naturally and not feel like any shame. So how many weeks did you do that before you had like audio to create a podcast? Oh my God. Okay, so we started January 3rd and we recorded all the way up to March 30th. So every Thursday between that time frame, And then Kathleen and I spent two days editing it. And the day we submitted was about 20 hours before the deadline. Oh, wow. March 30th and the deadline was March 31st. When did you find out that you'd won? We found out April 12th. Wow, were you guys excited about that? Oh, can, yeah. someone, can someone discuss what happened when we found out? When we first found out that we won, all like you hear is like people screaming and then like people were coming out of the classroom, people who were going to use the bathroom were like, oh my God, like they were shot. The, the principals principal thought that it was a fire alarm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then Miss Hawk, she was crying and then she made me start crying and then it was just like, yeah. Yeah, so what, what happened was that we got a, I got an email from Claire Lombardo, the NPR producer who had created the challenge, and she said, are you sitting down? I have some good news for you. So I immediately started to cry because I knew what was going to happen. And she said, can you bring out the girls? And then she's like, also, you're on air and we're like recording as we speak. And so she told us that, you know, there were 5,700 entries, 25,000 kids, and we had won. And we're just, I was just like screaming. I don't remember what any of us said, but it was just, it was just like a blur. Had any of you done anything like this before? I mean, this is kind of like a, a form of self-expression. Have you ever like performed or done any speech or anything like that? Yeah, the Orpheus girls and the speech and debate girls can definitely tell you about that. Go on. I guess like every trimester we have like shows and we share like a performance, but we've never done anything to the point where we feel accomplished and that we win something. So this was like a new experience. Cool. So, you know, it's not just a, a podcast about periods. It's actually you guys picked a topic to discuss. Can you t talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. P period poverty. Yeah. Casey, you did research on this, right? All right. We're going to pass the mic to Casey. That's cool. Now. When we thought about working with periods, I wanted to cover period poverty because that's a real big problem. There's people who are in low income and they don't really get pads. That's a purchase pass. And then I saw this YouTube video about a woman who is homeless and then she was uh, bleeding through and everything and her clothes was just stained with blood. And then I felt bad and I felt like like maybe we we could talk about this in the podcast and hope that we could actually change mm -hmm. and, and make sure that there's barely low income women who are like that. And also like Caroline with the EBT. Right, Caroline. We also had a lot of scholars who, because our school, we're in the South Bronx. It's the poorest congressional district in the country. And the average income here is like under 21000 So we have a lot of kids at our school whose parents are on food stamps or on other government, you know, welfare. And so we had also looked into like, how does that play into getting sanitary pads, anything related to women's hygiene? And then Caroline over here did some research on that. And you found out that thing about the EBT cards. 
So my mom uses EBT, but um, well, at, say what EBT is because a lot of people don't. Oh, know. so you use the card. So if you go to the store, the grocery store to like buy like food or like what they think is necessities, mm-hmm. then you use the card and it like uses the money to pay for the food. So you don't have to use your money from pocket to buy it. So it helps low income families. Cool. So what does your family think about this? What do your family and friends think about you guys winning? They're all happy for us. <laughs> and be okay. specific. And you <laughs> There's somebody in the back who has something to add. In the um, podcast, that they were very disrespectful towards our periods and stuff, they learned to actually be comfortable around us. And like, if they see us carrying a pad, they don't say anything or they don't question it. So they, so it's nice to know that we made an impact on their behavior towards us. And so, yeah, it was really nice. We've also have some scholars here who've had an impact on the way teachers frame this conversation because prior to this podcast, there was a lot of, you know taboo around this topic but then we have teachers who've come and spoken to like people in this group about how these girls have changed their mindsets and Razel specifically has a story about that i can have a story about a scholar and a teacher if you whisper i can hear you (laughs) (laughs) i was trying to be slick it didn't work that's okay that's okay go ahead so i have the the story about the scholar and the teacher because mm-hmm. the teacher he came up to me one day and he said that now he calls himself a feminist after listening to our podcast and then one of our like one of our closest friends that's a boy he also told us that he identifies as a feminist now ever since he's into our podcast and heard us speak about didn't he say it takes a lot of balls to do what we did or something yeah <laughs> yeah we had that too so did you guys feel good about this about the experience the the experience of doing the podcast about talking about this topic how do you feel about it it was amazing. It was awesome. <laughs> it was one of the best moments of my life. It better be. It better be. <laughs> no, I, I was telling her to tell you about the ACLU. Uh, yeah, okay. Tell me about the ACLU. Uh, we went. We got invited to ACLU's um, 100th anniversary event in, Dumb, in the Dumbo Archway in Brooklyn. And it was really fun. It was an experience that we couldn't experience if it wasn't because of our podcast. So at ACLU, they treated us like the best way possible. Like, say what it was like. What did you do there? All that uh, we got up on stage and we spoke for 30 minutes about our um, podcast. And we spoke about how it impacted us. And also we spoke about different topics like dress code and the abortion, the abortion rights. And well, for me, I felt like I'm actually like, now that we're actually like getting a platform and people, our voices are actually being heard finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the reasons I, you know, I was excited and our producers were excited to set up this interview was because we were podcasters. We like the the medium, we the, the power that it is. But also, it, it, one of the great things about it is it gives people who don't have voices a chance to give their perspective on it. Do you feel that this was something really positive for you being young women to get your voices out there? Yeah, because when we made this podcast, it's because we wanted to have a voice. We, have, we wanted to have a say because it's really important to us. And the fact that our voice is actually getting heard and making a change and an impact is like really awesome and amazing that we can do this. And, women, and we're all women of color which is also an amazing thing from the South Bronx. And I was going to say, um, I was going to talk about us being young women of color because since we're young, people already don't listen to us, but then we're also two different types of minorities. So, you know, nobody really 
pays attention to what to what's happening with like young women of color from poor neighborhoods and we're getting out there and we're putting we're putting our community in a positive light like you always hear about like how dangerous the bronx is literally i was looking up on google and one of the most asked questions was is the bronx dangerous i'm just so you know we're making it so that people look at us with a different light yeah and this friday nbc's coming to interview us oh sweet which is not anything I could have imagined our wildest dreams. Like we were on our local news, we were on News 12, The Bronx, and we thought that was a big deal. And then NBC came and they're like, yeah, we're sending a film crew. And I was like, this is amazing. I have never seen a film crew in real life. But the like, we had a local platform, then we had a very niche platform with NPR. But now NBC, that's national, that's like cable news, right? So we're like, this is, this is only gonna go up from here, you know? It's a big story. And, you know, what I was saying before and what you guys sort of touched on this, this idea that your community that people don't always hear from the fact that you're you're young, that you're you're women of color and you have a perspective about something about your health and the perceptions that people might have about who you are and what your point of view might be. And so actually get, getting to hear this story. I mean, I could you know, I'm a journalist. I could come and I could interview and I could write the story. But actually hearing your voices and the way you interact and the way you laugh and, and tell your story, that does a lot for me as a listener who doesn't know a lot of eighth graders of color who live in the Bronx to really hear your story. That's what I took away from it. To be the voice of young people, young people from the Bronx, women, women of color, women, you know, like we're representing so many different groups, so many different voices that don't get heard. So what's it like to be? speaking for them it feels like an accomplishment like like one of the biggest accomplishments that like we've ever had because knowing that so like knowing that we can be a role model or an example for other young not only like young ladies but for all of society and it's really uplifting knowing that we can make a change in our society but being young minor minorities that are women mm-hmm. from the Bronx. From the Bronx. From the, from, from, so, you know, you're all podcasters now. Do you find <laughs> yourself, you're, you're podcasters. I mean, you're, you're, you've made a podcast, you put it out there. So now, now that you're not just middle schoolers, now you're, you're podcasters as well. If you're out in the community, do you feel like, I mean, are you looking around and you're saying, you know, maybe that would make a neat podcast or maybe, maybe that's something I could talk about. Does this sort of give you that feeling? Ideas. You have ideas for what you want we to We have about? that all the time because, like, there's so many issues in society now. So we're, like, since we said, because, like, we spoke about periods. That's an issue but not as big of an, of an issue, like, in this climate right now. So we think about, like, for example, the abortion law. We were, like, wow, we should speak on that because it's something that's huge did. right now. And you did. Yeah. And we did. Yeah, that's our that's our third episode. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we coming soon in two Mondays from now. Yeah, when we started, we thought we're just going to make a four minute long podcast for this NPR challenge. We'll never revisit it again. And then oh, we won. And uh-huh. so people were like, when, where's episode two? Where's episode three? And we're like, there was an episode two or three. And now, like, I'm actually crafting a proposal to get us launched as a GoFundMe campaign so that we can legitimately have a podcast by the equipment by you know like everything we need to like make this a fully formed thing and like a lot of these girls are going to be moving on to different high schools next year but i'm like let's keep this going because i feel like we've we like we've touched upon something that really resonates with a lot of people so i feel like it'd be too early to stop now 
So how about you? You you has the um, the microphone. You you seem to have a, an answer to this idea of being a, a podcaster. Like Michelle was telling us how some of the girl, some of the people in six grade were talking about how they want to. When are they going to do this? And like, how are they going to do this? And it would be like really cool to like turn this into like actual thing, and we can be like an all girl podcast where we can talk about stuff that affects us as women. Um, and that's like what we want to do as a podcast. Like we're talking about body shaming and stuff like that, and that's stuff that we need to put out there that we want to put out there. And now that we can, because we started a podcast and have a platform. So I know you mentioned that you've heard from, well, obviously you've heard from people like me and other journalists and, you know, NBC and NPR who've wanted to interview you. Have you heard from any of your listeners, not not just necessarily your family, but maybe people from far away who said, yeah, I really liked your podcast or I learned something from your podcast? So, yeah, we've gotten multiple, like, um, kind messages from people um, once, once, like, our interview with NPR was first put out. And we had a mom who wrote us like a long, a, like a long message. She said that she even cried when she heard us. And we've got we got this one lady who was in her sixties, I yeah. think. And she said that when she was um like in her twenties, she fought for the same thing. And she calls herself a feminist to us. And then she said she fought for the same thing, but obviously they didn't do enough. But then she's happy to see that we're like that we're trying and we're trying to do it ourselves. And we've gotten um packages from people who've also like um literally behind them there's like three boxes like jumbo boxes of pads that people have sent out. like the box is huge yeah, yeah. like three of them could fit in that box to open it. do not open it <laughs> so let's sort, of, let's sort of wrap this up here but, but when we do that you know I know that uh, the original podcast, the the short podcast, was on. It's on the NPR site. How can people find and listen to uh, your your podcast now? Okay, great. So we're on SoundCloud. We're called Shush Periods. You can search it under Shush Periods with three S's, or you can search it under my name, Shatasta Hawk. And we just put out episode two last this past Monday, so two days ago. Episode three is coming out two Mondays from now. And the plan is that we put out at least two episodes a month. Yeah, you can definitely find it from the NPR article as well because it'll take you to our SoundCloud page. But right now, that's that's where we are. Okay, well, definitely. I, I haven't had a chance to listen to the second episode. I'm, I'm definitely going to do that on the way home. Thanks for, for giving, giving me a little time sticking around uh, to talk about this. I think what you're doing is great. I hope to hear lots of podcasts from you. You know, you provide a, a unique peek into a certain you know demographic, a certain community, you know, getting your voice out there is important. I, you know, I'm glad that you're doing it, and it's really inspiring that you're doing it, and it, it really kind of makes me happy. So continue doing that. Uh, as a fellow podcaster, carry on. You're, you're doing great. Thank um, you for having us on your show. You've been listening to It's All Journalism, a weekly podcast about the people who make the news. You can find out more about us and download past episodes at itsalljournalism.com. While you're visiting our website, why not sign up for the It's All Journalism newsletter? You'll get all the latest info about our podcast, including episode notes and news about live events and upcoming interviews. Go to itsalljournalism.com to subscribe. It takes a lot of people to create an episode of It's All Journalism. Nicola Grisco produced this episode. Amber Healy wrote our web content. Nick Dupre wrote our theme music. Amelia Brust helped with our booking. Nicholas Hunter provided a web assist. And I'm your host, Michael O'Connell. It's All Journalism is produced in partnership with the Association of Alternative News Media. Thanks for listening.